0: Joshua chapter number 21 tonight. Joshua chapter number 21. I picked that old hymn, Standing on the Promises, because we're going to be talking about promises fulfilled tonight. We who know the Lord have, have come to know, as we grow in the Lord, that the Bible is full of God's promises that we can stand on. I hope that you See those as you read, do your Bible reading, Bible study, and as we go through and look at different things. It's good to mark those promises in your Bible. It's a blessing. Throughout the Scripture, the Lord has given mankind many, many promises. Promises concerning His love, forgiveness, salvation, the Holy Spirit, everlasting life, peace, joy, freedom, growth, encouragement, strength, care, his coming again, and we could say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's just so many promises that are in there. I'm glad that we have an almighty God that cares for us and desires that we would heed his leadership for our lives. Um, he knows what's best. Uh, even when maybe we don't understand some of the ways that he takes us, uh, we can know that that he cares for us and that he does know what's best. He So he challenges us in the testing of our hearts and our faith. And he does that so that we will grow in our understanding of his ways, learning to stand upon the solid rock of his unchanging and powerful promises. Um, This chapter specifically uh, speaks of the cities of the Levites, of how these cities and the common lands were distributed to them. Remember, they didn't get um, land because the the Lord was their portion, but they did get some cities, and uh, that is what most of this is about. But to close off the chapter, we're given a reflective moment, and that's what we want to deal with tonight—a moment that magnifies the faithfulness of God shown by His fulfilling the promises that he made to the nation of Israel. Let's read the scripture in Joshua 21. We're going to be in the last three verses there. Verse 43 through 45. Look at verse 43. And the Lord gave unto Israel all the land which he swore to give unto their fathers. And they possessed it and dwelt therein. And the Lord gave them rest round about, According to all that he sware unto their fathers, and there stood not a man of all their enemies before them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. And there failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. So, this evening, I want us to look at five aspects of promises fulfilled that we find here in these verses. First of all, we see that the Lord made promises to His people. I mean, these promises came from way back. (laughs) Joshua 21, there, the very first part of verse 43, And the Lord gave unto Israel all the land which He swore to give unto their fathers. We go all the way back to Abraham and talk about the Lord's promises. But it finally became to a fruition. Lord gave Israel promises in order to develop within them the realization that they must be dependent upon Him and Him alone. Now, they were to have no other gods before them. We know that. That was established in the law. But rather, what they were to do is they were to cast all their energy into following through on the direction that the Lord gave them through His promises. The Lord directed them each step of the way All they needed to do was trust the Lord and His leading. The Lord told them when they left Egypt that He was leading them to a land flowing with milk and honey and that He would deliver their enemies into their hands. Why does the Lord make promises to us? He does so to demonstrate His sovereignty. He's in control. Amen. He can fulfill whatever He says. Uh, You can take it to the bank. When when the Lord promises you something, you can you can know that He's able to fulfill what He promises, and um, He He dem- not only demonstrates His sovereignty, but He also raises our level of reverence towards Him. When when God promises and He delivers, doesn't that just elevate the Lord in your eyes? Um, children of Israel think about. Uh, when they had their backs against the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army in pursuit, in Exodus 14, verse 13 and 14, and, and um, uh, the Lord had Moses just say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. <laughs> and they walked through on dry ground. And all of Pharaoh's armies drowned. So, you know, fulfilled the promise there uh, by the Lord. It just increased, should have anyway, uh, how they saw God. In much the same way uh, that He did with Israel, the Lord makes promises to us to help us grow in our faith in Him and to see the reality that He is an Almighty God who fulfills His promises. He, he, he does. The Lord is more than able, He's more than trustworthy. Uh, we could say He's impeccable, uh, He's perfect, He's holy. And he's righteous in all his ways, including what he says and does. So the Lord made promises to his people. The second thing we see here is the Lord kept his promises to his people. There in verse 45, it said, There failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken into the house of Israel. All came to pass. Think about the journey there. <laughs> time and time again, the Lord placed before the Israelites his plan for their success. He gave them promises, and and all he asked was that they would trust him and be faithful enough to follow through with what he told them. He provided for all their needs. He gave them the direction and leadership that was needed, and and yet oftentimes they turned away from obeying him as they should have done. And and it didn't work out well when they wouldn't obey. Uh, During this period in, in Israel's history, There was much that they had to rejoice in. Uh, They could reflect on God's promises and God's guidance that He provided for the nation. They could praise His name for the great things that He had done. I mean, they're there in the land, just like God said. And the the land was just like God said it was going to be. Um, So here's a good question for us Why should we trust the Lord? We ought to trust the Lord. You know, the things that were written about Israel were written on our behalf. And we see, you know, we, we can look at them and say, well, man, y'all should have trusted the Lord. You know, you look there, look there. what you did. You know, you disobeyed the Lord. You, you, didn't, you didn't trust Him like you ought to. Well, how about us? Do we trust the Lord like we ought to? And we can see His track record in Scripture. We can see from Scripture that the Lord keeps His promises. He doesn't let His people down. He's not like others. Anybody ever let you down? Somebody told tell, tell you they were going to do something for you and they let you down? We hate when that happens, don't we? We really do. Um, but God's not that way. His Word is unshakable. And we can rest assured that when we live our lives by the Word of God, that our lives are going to be fulfilling. I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ talked about He's come that we might have life, and might have it more abundantly in John ten ten. Well, why do so few Christians seem to enjoy that abundant life? Because they're not obedient in the areas that need to be obedient, in and to enjoy the abundant life in Christ, it's still available. Now that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, our, we know that our life, this life that we live is not going to be free from trials and tribulations. In fact, Jesus said that in this world we would have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. But even in tribulations and trials, listen, we can take comfort in knowing that the Lord is in control. That, that is one of the things that will bring about peace in your life. No matter what's happening around you, you know that God's got it. God's got this. Okay? He's He's in control, and even in trials and tribulations, we can take comfort in knowing that the Lord's in control and that He, all that He said He's going to do, will come to pass. I mean, we we might get uh, anxious about. Well, I sure do wish the Lord to come on back. Well, He's coming. Now, it's not for us to know the time, but He is coming. And, and we can rest in that. Uh, we can uh, know that He's good on His Word. The ultimate victory will be the, the glorifying of our Heavenly Father. And if we have trusted in the Lord, we will rejoice in the end as His promises are fulfilled. Can you imagine that day when we get to the sweet by and by? Huh? Can you imagine? I mean, boy, right right there, you know... you. We trusted the Lord, and here we are. We've arrived, and uh, what a blessing that's going to be! So the Lord made promises to His people. The Lord kept His promises to His people. The third thing, the Lord, the Lord's people took possession of the promises. At least some of them. Okay, I mean they did possess the land. Joshua twenty-one, there in verse. 43, the second part of it says, and they possessed it. Now, the way in which the people of Israel took possession of the land was not the way the Lord had originally designed. Nevertheless, it was complete. I mean, they didn't drive out all the inhabitants of the land, but the, the, the inhabitants of the land were, quote, unquote, defeated. And they were not They weren't they were no more having a war against them. They put some of them to tribute, Rather than drive them out, um, it had been a lot better if they just fully followed the Lord and dri- driven them out. We'll see that later uh, as we move through uh, the book. Scripture shows us how a nation, through disobedience, allowed obstacles to get in their way. We know the you know initially when they were going to be going in 40 years earlier, 45 years earlier at this point here. That uh, fear of the giants sent them wandering in the wilderness. And they wouldn't wouldn't obey God when just wouldn't just go in and obey God and take God at His word, and that was not good. Um, the Lord expects us to take possession of that which He promises us too, just like Israel. When He puts forth His promises, He expects His people to trust Him and obey. We could have sang if we sang three. Three songs we could sing, Trust and Obey. Amen. Uh, because uh, that's, a, that's a big part of it. Trust and obey before there's no other way. So we should learn from the, the people of Israel and see how that many times they were their own worst enemies. And understand that it's easy for us to not be much different than they were. I mean, after all, we're still living in this old sinful flesh, aren't we? This flesh is weak. Um, That's why we need to be walking in the Spirit. You walk in the flesh, the flesh is going to let you down. Uh, If you walk in the Spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, There's nothing to worry about when we fully trust the Lord and lean on His promises. Our hearts should be filled with joy and our cups overflowing with anticipation of when and how the Lord's promises will come to pass, not if they're going to come to pass. Are you you looking... in anticipation of man, when's the Lord coming back and how's it, how's it really going to be you know, I mean we, we read about it, but the reality of it I mean it is still a little bit of a mystery to us isn't it um, but it's going to happen and I, th- I think we're going to be uh, we're going to be amazed with what the Lord uh, does and how he does it and we'll be so full of joy when we get home to be with him. And the sweet by and by to be a wonderful thing. Here's the fourth thing that we want to see. The Lord's people dwelt in what he promised. The latter part of verse 43 not, all, not only possessed it, but they dwelt in it. it. Says there. They dwelt and dwelt in it. Here we see the nation of Israel now dwelling in the promised land. No doubt that was a great time of joy and reflection over the great things that the Lord accomplished for their nation, quite possibly some of them shook their heads when they thought about the foolish decisions that they made along the way and why they didn't trust the Lord like they should have, right? But at the same time, they rejoiced in the splendor of the land that the Lord had given them. Um, Could I tell you that the Lord wants us to dwell in his promises as well? He not only wants us to be aware of the promises He has made, but He also wants us to see them come to pass through our faith in and obedience to Him. He wants us to be in tune with the leadership of His Holy Spirit in our lives and follow through in full obedience to the direction that He gives us. Amen? He just does. When we come to possess the promises of God and dwell in them, then we too will both reflect and rejoice when the victory becomes ours. You know, when, when you just obey God and God just comes through for you, doesn't that stir something up within you? Amen. In this busy world in which we live, we're quick to jump to the next thing on our agenda. But God calls for us to stop and rejoice and praise His name. I and mean, we ought to give Him glory. When, when He comes through in answer to a prayer, Whatever is going on, that uh, uh, he's proved himself faithful in our life, we ought to rejoice and praise his name. Um, and that's why he demonstrates his power in carrying out his promises. is for us to, to glory in him and glory in his name. And so we're to stop and glorify him, uh, recognizing that everything good comes from him. And without him, our actions are futile. Dwelling in the good things that God has done focuses our attention on Him. And that's exactly where our attention ought to be. It's so easy for us to focus our attention on ourselves. I mean, we live in the selfie age, don't we? Folks are, folks are just enamored with themselves. We're to be focused on God as believers in the Lord. We should never allow the working of God in our lives to be responded to as if they were mundane or commonplace. He deserves our sincere praise and gratitude. So we see the Lord made promises to his people. The Lord kept his promises to his people. The Lord's people took possession of the promises and they dwelt in what he promised. Here's the fifth thing here. The Lord gave His people rest. <laughs> there in Joshua twenty-one verse forty-four it says, "And the Lord gave them rest round about, according to all that He swore unto their fathers." And there stood not a man of all their enemies before them. The Lord delivered all their uh, all their enemies into their hands. There failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All. Came to pass. The Lord fulfills what He says. Amen. He always does. Yeah. And even though Israel failed, listen, they, they, again, they got rest. They don't. They're not having to battle the people in the land anymore. Now they weren't obedient, and we we've mentioned already they weren't obedient in driving the their enemies out. Um, they decided they would uh, just live with them. That's going to cause some issues uh, because they will begin to uh, start following their gods rather than uh, the one true God. That's a a sad way to be. But the people of Israel at this point were given rest. They were no longer striving and struggling at this point in their history. Um, They had peace and comfort resting in the fulfilled promises of God in the promised land. Now, we think about it. We read about it. We can just imagine how, how joy and jubilation must have warmed their souls. You know, that and man, can you believe it? We're here. It's ours. <laughs> we don't have to fight anymore. You know, uh, boy, ain't the Lord good. He wants us, the Lord wants us to get to the place. Of awareness that He is an all-knowing, almighty God and, and that He has no reason to be doubted. Amen. Um, worry and pain at this point had taken a back seat. They were affirming God's sovereign wisdom in their lives that overshadowed the difficulties that they faced in the past. Was there difficulties along the way? Yes, but normally those difficulties were because of their own fault. Okay. Rather than trust the Lord, lean upon the Lord they complained. Make it, the Lord help us not to complain, but to trust. Um, now, it's with verses such as uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven 11, it says, uh, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Uh, with, with verses like that that the Holy Spirit encourages and reminds us of the beauty of God's plan for us. Each and every promise he makes will come to pass. Now, uh, we may be frustrated at times because his ways are not our ways, and we want the promises fulfilled sooner rather than later. Amen. We get impatient. Well, Israelites were impatient too. And like I say, these things were given to us. We can see where, where they failed. We can see where they uh, didn't have a right attitude and we, we ought to take a look at ourselves and say, and are we manifesting what the Israelites were manifesting? Or are we manifesting that that pleases God? So we can get frustrated because His ways are not our ways and we want, we, we want things now. Uh, we, you know, we're, we live in the uh, uh, I want it now type of uh, society. Fast food, microwave. You know, you yeah. You know, I, I don't want to wait on that. I want it now. Yeah. Well, we need to be careful as believers to realize sometimes you have to wait on God. Amen. It's it's not us to dictate to God when he's supposed to do something or how he's supposed to do it. He's gonna he's gonna fulfill his promises his way and in his time because he is in control. Now. Because there's no, no higher or mightier word to rest upon than that of the word of God, uh, we can rest assured that he knows what is best for us. Amen. And God has given us many promises, and God will keep all his promises. And the question is this, that we want to uh, end with. It. Will, will we trust God by taking possession of God's promises and dwelling in God's promises? So that God can give us rest, yeah. Do you long for rest? Rest, rest in the Lord. He is our rest, just like He's our peace. You know, Christ purchased our peace on the cross of Calvary. He is our peace. And if you need peace and rest, look to the Lord. Don't look anywhere else. Um, yeah, you can find temporary uh, things elsewhere, but you'll not find lasting peace, and rest anywhere except in the Lord. Well, that's our Bible study for this evening. Uh, Lord willing, next uh, next Wednesday, we're going to be taking a look at chapter number 22, and we're going to see a controversy that arises there and uh, uh, what takes place there. All right, let's uh, set that aside, pull back out our prayer list, and we'll pray for these needs and... Uh, WILL BE DISMISSED WITH THIS PRAYER.